Hey, y'all. Welcome to Recharting Your Life with Hope. I'm your host, Hope Cook. I created this podcast to help women who have amazing careers on paper and yet something is missing. You're feeling out of alignment or directionless. Maybe you're no longer motivated or excited about how you spend your days. On top of all that, I'm guessing you feel guilty because you're not more grateful for your job. And maybe you even wonder how you can possibly keep going doing this for another 10, 15, or 20 years when you can barely make it through Wednesday. Let me tell you, I've been there. After 20 years with a rewarding career as a physician assistant, I could not figure out what was wrong with me. I felt pulled in a new direction, but didn't know what that was. A series of books and conversations led me to a life-changing decision to cut way back on my day job and become a life coach. My passion became helping other women figure out what it is they want to do and map out a path to get there. So listen weekly for tips and tools you can use to chart your own journey. Hey, y'all. I talk to a lot of women who are finally to the point where they're not immobilized by fear and overwhelm. They are open to the idea of making a change, whatever that looks like but they don't know where to start. It just feels like too much, or they can't imagine what it would look like. They really wanna know the how. They wanna have all the steps figured out. So this is gonna be the perfect tool for you if you're feeling this way. So this is for anyone who's feeling stuck, but who is ready to start dreaming about either a different career path or a variation on your current career or job. Um, This is a great tool for people who get mired in the details, um, who are sort of controllish about knowing all the steps. Um, This is not for someone, though, who has just gone through a big cataclysmic event, like whether that's good or bad. Like if you've just had a baby and you're trying to figure it out, um, you probably aren't there yet. Like this, this tool may overwhelm you. Um, or somebody who's at the immobilized um, stage where they're like, I'm barely above water. Like I'm just trying to not drown. And they can't really imagine um, a different scenario yet. Okay, so when I learned this by when I learned this from Martha Beck, it was called Living Space Tool. I, I like calling it the declutter decoy because you're using decluttering to sort of, it's not tricking your brain, but it's to sort of shift your brain without you even realizing it. Okay, so we are going to do a declutter series. Um, this is going to be the physical decluttering episode. I'm also going to talk about decluttering when it comes to people around you, certain people, and emotional decluttering. And finally, we'll talk about time. Um, But first, let's do the physical decluttering. Okay, so here's why this is important. So what in the world does physical decluttering have to do with burnout or with moving you forward in your career, with figuring out your next step? It's because when we examine our lives, when we're able to step outside of ourselves to evaluate our situations, we can see it with new eyes. 
um, it's like seeing the forest for the trees. We get so used to being down in it, to seeing our situation, you know, up close. We just, we can't get that wide angle view. Um, it's like when I do skin checks and I, I'm short and our tables are tall. So when I look at somebody's head, you know, I'm seeing their hair, I'm seeing their face, but I'm not seeing the top of their head, the top of their ears. I have to stand on a stool and it completely changes what I see when I'm standing on the stool, sort of looking at it with a bird's eye view. So this decluttering is going to give you a different way of seeing your situation and even a tiny little step towards decluttering whatever it is you choose to do in this exercise will have a huge impact on your energy because think about it um, whether we're talking about physical clutter or emotional clutter um, this is taking a toll on you it is taking a toll on the time that it takes to do a task when it's you know full of clutter it, people who are cluttered, like people who are just full of chaos or they're not helpful, their negativity may be the type of clutter that they bring, that drains your energy too. What I don't want you to do is try to do all the different areas of clutter at once. I did this one time and I'll tell you how it went. I got a notebook out of my daughter's room because she has all these like composition notebooks that she wrote two pages in and then gives up and lets it, you know, go to the recycle dump. So I took one of these composition notebooks and I went around the house and my goal was to like write down everything that was wrong with our house as if somebody was staying there from like an Airbnb or something. And I got about three rooms in and it completely immobilized me with um, just too much. It was just too much. You know, the first few rooms I was like, okay, yes, we need to replace that outlet. I need to scrub the vent hood. I need to um, replace that baseboard that's cracked. I need, you know, and then it was just too much. So I don't want you, I'm doing these separate episodes. Um, but listen to it, especially if you're in your car, like what else are you going to do? You may as well listen to this because it's really going to help you. All right. So we're going to take physical clutter first. Even people like my sister-in-law who are super tidy, like you go in her house and it feels like you're in a showroom for a, an interior design place. And she does do interior design. Um, but she even has a cluttered area. I won't tell you what it is, but she does. Um, and then I have one. My husband is super tidy. Like his, I'm going to take a picture of his underwear or sock drawer because he read Marie Kondo's book years ago and he still does it. Like how you fold your t-shirts into, makes them look like little books sitting inside your drawer and you can see every t-shirt, every color. But I'm going to use myself as an example for these um, and be completely honest with y'all. Establishing this order and discipline in your environment is key. It is so key to your growth and, and any change you make. So really, I encourage you to do this exercise. Okay, so some examples of physical decluttering you could do. And this is not part of the tool. I'm just throwing out ideas. 
getting your hair cut, especially if you put it off because you have hangups around money and you don't want to, you don't think maybe you will deserve to have like a nice style. Um, getting your hair trimmed or styled is going to be a huge decluttering for you. And this may not apply to everybody. Um, shaving your legs. You are decluttering your body. Cleaning out your makeup bag, your junk drawer, your purse. Ask yourself what is broken, dysfunctional, sloppy, overgrown, chaotic, or unfinished. So it could even be something that's like, let's say you, my neighbor just moved back into their remodeled house. And for her, it is unfinished stuff that the carpenter or the painters still have to come back like little things. She's got little tiny pieces of painters tape everywhere. And so for her, I'm sure that is probably her most chaotic area right now. Um, one of mine is replacing the can lights in the kitchen. We have one that burned out and we can't find a replacement for it. So we're going to end up replacing all of them in the kitchen. Um, replacing the broken laundry basket. You know, it just stinks to try to carry that thing with the plastic cutting into your arm. Um, tightening the freezer handle. Every time I open the freezer, I'm like, ah, I need to tighten this handle. Watering my plants. In fact, keeping your plants healthy, this is a feng shui thing I learned from my husband. Um, if you have plants that are wilted or they have dead leaves, this is going to bring down your energy big time. Okay, so if something's half finished, guess what? It sends messages to your brain that you are not capable, you can't be counted on, you're not good enough, you're a half-asser, and maybe you don't believe me, but it's so true. Our brain is constantly interpreting our environment. So if you have like that um, freezer door that kind of like wiggles every time I open it, this is sending a signal to my brain that like, you know, I'm not worth taking the time to go find that little tiny tool to tighten the freezer. Maybe it sends a signal that I'm just like halfway doing things. Um, what if something is chaotic? Like my recipes and cookbooks are kind of like shoved together in the corner of the kitchen. So do you think I want to pull out that stack and look through it before I prepare a meal. No, it's going to slow me down. It's going to suck my time and my energy while I leaf through all those torn out recipes. What about your car? Like when was the last time you vacuumed it out? And how do you feel if you're driving to work in a car that has yuck in it? Especially us moms. I mean, our kids eat in the car much to my husband's chagrin, and they make a mess. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's a go-go squeeze applesauce. You know, they, we found one the other day that had been opened probably months ago, not finished. Applesauce is rotten. Isn't that gross? So how do you think I am feel when I'm driving to work and I'm smelling rotten applesauce and I'm seeing this mess? Do I feel capable and confident and calm? No. <laughs> so our decision-making is greatly affected by the chaos around us. Like our brains won't order. 
if we have physical clutter, we're going to have less energy available for other things. The mess steals our energy. All right, so here we go. Do this, please. Okay, pick an area of your house, your purse, your car that drives you crazy. So this is somewhere that you, when you are dealing with this space, like I'm going to use my purse, but when you're dealing with this space, you do not feel good. Maybe it's somewhere uh, you avoid. Like one of my clients picked a single corner of a room where her kids played and kept their toys. Um, the key is to pick something relatively small and something that makes you feel kind of stressed or bad when you confront it. Um, now I want you to describe the space exactly what I would see if I were there. Like, so you pretend you are walking into that corner of the room with the kids' toys or, or that you're opening the junk drawer and looking inside. Um, you don't want to pick something too big like kitchen cabinets because, I mean, that's, that's huge for most people. Like each cabinet could be um, used as this tool. Okay, so I'm going to do my purse. It is a summer bag. It's like got this raffia straw type material on the outside and it's lined on the inside. And this is the second summer I've used this bag. Um, the strap is not loose. Well, it's starting to come loose. Like I can see where the stitching is kind of getting stretched. Um, the liner is torn. It's ripped, so stuff falls down in there, like loose change and pins. and um, So it's really just a sack. It doesn't have form. There are no dividers. There's no structure. Um, one little pocket on the side has the big task of holding all of my cards, like insurance cards, credit cards, driver's license. Um, inside it has old stuff like receipts everything's loose like they're just dollars that i've stuffed down in there uh, a red pen that i never use i don't know why it's in there a key to our swimming pool that i can never find when we get there not our pool but like a neighborhood pool there's a rabies tag i don't know if it's from our cat or dog or why it's there two pairs of readers a pair of sunglasses without a case so they're loose and scratched and a very heavy but necessary EpiPen. So now I want you to ask yourself, how do I feel when I'm dealing with this space? And go into detail, like when I'm in my purse, I feel rushed and anxious and frustrated. I feel annoyed. I, I have kind of this like, what's the point feeling? Like what's the point in organizing it? It's ripped, like stuff's still gonna fall down in that crack. I'm less conscientious about holding on to the things that matter, and I end up just tossing in things that don't matter. Um, rather than use things for their intended purpose, I use them because I get desperate. So like this morning, I was at the lighting store, and I had nothing to write with. The guy's telling me all these things I need to think about, and I grabbed a business card that had like 50% off um, at a local business, so I need to save that card to use it. And instead, I'm writing all the tiny, like, scribbling tiny little notes as the lighting guy talks. So last question for this part, how does your body feel when you're in this space or even thinking about this space or using this space? 
like physical sensations. Um, I said before, I feel anxious and I, I realize my jaw is tight when I'm dealing with this messy purse. Okay, now you put that image aside and we're going to switch over to an area uh, in your life, like a space that feels organized. It feels good. You're kind of proud of that area. It's free of physical clutter. And I want you to pick an, a physical space. So it could be like my husband's uh, t-shirt drawer. It could be a brand new wallet with everything tucked tidily inside. Um, bring something like that to mind, and I want you to describe it in great detail. So I'm going to use my linen closet. I love sending people to the linen closet to get something because I'm proud of it. It's like the beach towels. I rolled them into little tubes and stacked them up. The other towels are organized by gray on one side, white on the other, and I made sure to turn them all the same direction. Um... The sheets are folded and I have them grouped by, you know, the fitted and the flat for that match one pattern. They're together. Um, then I have the pillowcases. On the very bottom, I have toilet paper, lots of toilet paper, and they're stacked like little towers. And then a cleaning caddy that has exactly what we need in it and a medicine box with band-aids and kid medicine in it. And I don't have stuff in there that's expired or that they don't use anymore. So how does this space make you feel? For me, it's like calm, clear-headed, peaceful, organized. I feel purpose-driven. How do I feel in my body when I'm using this space? I mean, really, it's just a lack of tension. So I don't know that I notice that I'm relaxed. I just don't feel tight. Okay, so now I'm going to read back through whatever you put, or in this case, whatever I put for the cluttered space. And sometimes I'll sort of um, summarize it. So um, broken or torn, overused, no form, inadequate, no structure, full of useless things and things that don't belong, redundant, uh, makes me feel rushed and anxious, frustrated. Now I ask the client, okay, you heard those words. Did anything else in your life seem to fit this description? And I, sometimes I'll read it twice. Um, what gives me that same or similar feeling? So what popped into my head, and I didn't plan this, um, was social media. Ooh. I put photos up that are like somewhat random. They don't belong. Um, you know, I'll have like a family picture and then a business picture. Um, I fail to put up the things that matter, like podcast episodes half the time. I dread using the tool. Like there's a Facebook tool where you can post on Instagram and Facebook. And I really dread clicking on it. Um, and I completely avoid LinkedIn despite having an account, because it feels too big, too heavy, too messy. Um, and I just I avoid posting. And then when I do, I do it haphazardly. Um, and I also, as I, type, as I typed this up for preparing for this episode, I noticed my jaw was tight as I described it. Same jaw tightness as when I deal with my messy purse. 
see the similarity already? Okay, don't worry. We're going to get to how what to do about this. Okay, so what part of your life feels like the tidy area? So what part of your life feels tidy, organized, clean, purposeful, free of old and unhelpful stuff? Like what part of your life allows you to feel whatever words you used um, to describe the area that you like? For me, it was like calm, clear-headed, peaceful, organized, relaxed. So the first thing that popped into my head was like when I'm coaching one-on-one, I am in the zone and I'm present. I'm not distracted. I have out only what I need, which is like this cute notebook, no loose pages. I just go in order. I write the same like title on every page with the person's name and the date. Um, and I just, I have my method, like I, oh, and I have nice pens that I pull out. And then when I'm done, I put it away. And my coach, I don't know if it's like this for everybody, but for me, coaching is very contained. It's like one hour. And I also don't have this pressure because I'm not giving advice. I mean, I'm only doing what I can do. We learn to be the window, not the light. Um, I also learned don't work harder than your clients. So there's not this pressure. Um, I can't make anybody do anything. I can't make anybody change. All I can do is listen, mirror, ask questions, help them navigate towards whatever answers are already inside. So it feels calming to know my job um, and know how to do it and to do it and get paid to do it. So that's the area of my life that that feels similar to that linen closet. So the last part of this tool is the game changer. So how can I make the, first we'll do the physical space. How can I make the cluttered space feel more like the calm space? In other words, how can I make my purse feel more like the linen closet? Most clients want to immediately start like running off and decluttering, like dump everything out and just go to town and then maybe you get a phone call or the doorbell rings or you see like an overdue bill in your purse and you're like oh crap i gotta get online and pay this so before you do that i want you to pause and ask yourself how can i break this down into the smallest possible step the step that you think oh yeah i could do that of course i could do that Okay, for me with this purse situation, it's really just taking out the stuff that doesn't belong. So like I'm getting out the rabies tag. I'm going to put that. I'm not even going to do, I'm not even going to put it in the right place yet. First step is just going to be getting out the stuff that doesn't belong. Like duplicate insurance cards. Um, Really my car insurance, I don't think that belongs. That red pen doesn't belong. So then I ask you to take the real life cluttered area of your life, the one that felt similar to the messy space. So for me, it was posting on social media. How can I tweak it until it feels more like the calm area? Like what are some steps I could take? So in my example, um, let's see. I mean, really, when I think about it, it does feel overwhelming. But I'm reminding myself and you, you only need to take the smallest possible step, the one that feels ridiculously doable. 
So what would that be? Well, it dang sure wouldn't be batching. For me, the word batching gives me anxiety. And the thought of sitting for hours and creating content gives me the heebie-jeebies. Um, I think... I think for me, if I were to take a paper, like notebook, and jot down five ideas for post, not post them yet, not even clicking on that Facebook tool thingy, but if I just allowed myself to brainstorm on paper. So I did this, and it did feel really easy. Now, the next step you would come up with another ridiculously easy step. And my next step might be, well, I already have what I'm going to post. Maybe I could create the little tiles. I already have, um, I already have tiles in Canva. So maybe I could just go ahead and like type up what I want to put on each tile. So like that feels easy. So you just move it forward, like step by step, like a turtle. A turtle still finishes the race, but it does it in a very doable manner, methodical and steady. So that's what I want you to do. When you get overwhelmed by your whole career, like, what am I going to do the rest of my life? Eee! I mean, that's a lot. I was talking to a client who has been in um, teaching for years. Like, that's pretty much all she's done. And she has, is thinking about taking over a friend's business, like a physical business. And she is completely overwhelmed. So for her, like a turtle step, maybe job shadow, like go shadow your friend for half a day and see what it's like to be in this environment. Um, or ask another friend who owns a business, like what is it really like? So you're going to move forward incrementally, but you're still going to move forward. And you've probably heard that saying about, you know, how does a ship turn? A ship will turn one degree at a time. And if you change the, the little um, GPS thing on a ship, one degree, even one degree, it will end up at a completely different location than where it started. And the same is true for you. So even if... You only did that one turtle step and you really didn't finish it. You didn't do, you know, the whole like turtle step after turtle step. You are still going to end up in a different place than where you started. All right. Call me, not call me, email me. If you have any questions, I'm pretty open to email. Like I will answer you hope.cook at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook or Instagram. Coach Hope Cook, C-O-O-K. All right, I'll talk to y'all next week and we'll do another type of decluttering. Thank y'all for listening. It was so much fun talking to you today. All right, if you are ready to make some major changes in your life, if you're at the point where you are sick and tired of feeling stuck and directionless and you really don't know what to do next or where to go, maybe it's time we had a little chat. So I have it set up on my website. You can schedule a free 30-minute discovery call and we'll sit down and decide if we're a good fit. Maybe you'd prefer group coaching. Maybe you need one-on-one -on -one coaching or maybe you just want to talk and, and say hello. So go on over to my website. It's coachhopecook.com. That's H-O-P-E-C-O-O-K.com and schedule the free discovery call. And I can't wait to talk to you. So 
See you next week. And hopefully I'll talk to some of you before that.